That's a very, that's another famous sample that I'm always worried about, but I absolutely love. Shout out Al Green. Let's stay together. It's great, isn't it? You know, it's especially great on an unusual Friday night uh, version of the of the show here. Like, I never, I didn't expect like a. It's a totally different atmosphere, isn't it? Yeah, it's when, a vibe over here at a seven p.m. instead of a seven a.m. Like we had said, how are you going to fit this in? Because we knew, I knew, we knew that we were having this really packed day. And we're like, maybe if we just go before everything. And then I was like, okay, based on the the day I had before, which I never expected in the evening, which maybe I'll go into just ever so slightly, but that totally sidetracked those plans. Basically, going to get my stolen car was not what I had wanted it to be. Mm. I was thinking, oh, I'm going to roll in and there she is. Get your key. I'm just going to pop that door. I'm going to hit that. It's going to be like old times, Will. Uh Uh-huh. It's going to be like old times. Just me and my car. And I got there, and it couldn't have been more the opposite. It was like, what do you want? And I was like, oh, man. Like, give us $400, you idiot. It's been here all day already. I'm like, man, I don't know. The cops just told me to come Someone get it. Stole my car. Yeah, I'm like, I don't, like, I don't know. And they're like, it's been here for too long. And I'm like, all right, fine, no problem. Four hundred dollars, three fifty, whatever it was. And they're like, all right, go look around the corner. You'll see your car. And I was like, am I in a cartoon right now? <laughs> what the hell's going on? I go around the corner, and my car is buried in the back behind a bunch of other cars. And I'm oh, like, are no. these people? Who's fooling who over here? Am I? Am I getting pranked right now? And so I go back and I'm like, that car, I have to walk all the way back. It's freezing. It is uh, freaking none of it cold out there. It is uh-huh. yellow knife out there. Uh-huh. And I walk back to the place. And I say, oh, I'm, I apologize there, sir. But turns out, and I'm sure uh, you were unaware, but the vehicle that you just handed me the keys to, it's, it's really blocked in there. There's at least two trucks in the way. Of that vehicle coming out of here. You want to move? $500. And he goes, and he goes, he goes, you might have to come back tomorrow. Oh, God. And I'm like, That's the worst. I'm like, really? I'm all the way here. I'm in the middle of, I'm on Mars right now. Uh-huh. And we're doing that. And then he's like, all right, well, here's your other option. You can hang out and wait for another tow truck driver to be dropping off a separate load, at which point you can try to coerce them into rearranging this <laughs> vehicle. Te- no, I'm not even... Do you think I'm joking, man? You got to butter them up. Dude, I'm pulling out cash, and I'm... And so I'm like... Uh, I, of course, I'm waiting a while. I don't know how long. And, I, and then some guy comes through, very nice guy, and I'm like, listen, my truck is the one which is way back there, and I know it's cold, and you, you're doing all kinds of other stuff. Because it's not lucrative to them. They're only getting paid when they're going picking up sure. these... And I'm like, but Time it, is money. You know, it would be greatly appreciated. You just move, f- rearrange these cars a little bit. And the guy, nice guy, is like, okay, no problem. I'll do it. And he doesn't even ask for money. I gave him 50 bucks like for doing it. It didn't take that long. But okay. I just, at the end. So then I get to my vehicle and I'm like, oh, baby, just me and you You're going mine. for a sweet ride. Just yeah. like old times. 
And I get in and I'm like, uh-oh. Huh? Uh-oh. This isn't this isn't what I had hoped for. I get inside and I notice that the center console that has been removed and it's kind of like laying on top of the gear selector. <laughs> hey man, what are you laughing at? <laughs> Why did they deconstruct your car? Because they had to take out the GPS, which brings me back to the conversation oh with the air tags. They know on these type vehicles where the uh, components are for tracking it that Just are pre-installed the, by the dealer. Give them the AirTag info or the whatever, whatever you dropped in there, the tracking device. What about it? The iPad. Yeah. Yeah, you give them that info. It's like they don't need to destroy your truck. Oh, but see, they don't know, right? <laughs> they're, they're, they steal so many of these different vehicles that they know exactly where the stock tracking devices are oh okay so that's what they're going that's what they're going for and then if you have secondary stuff they're gonna wait and find out but the initial stuff they pull it out so they kind of you know aggressively remove this center section but what was interesting i boot up the car and everything comes to life all the lights come on all the like little connectors are attached i'm like well i can drive like this i can at least get it somewhere and get it looked at oh hell no so now i'm just i'm I've got the ignition on, but I can't go in a drive. It's error message after error message. It's like, you're in neutral, bro. It's like, you can't. The car is traveling too fast to go into drive. And it's just spitting everything at me like it's been reprogrammed, essentially. And Mm. and, and something, I think it's some kind of extra immobilizer that was engaged. Uh. Once it was stolen and then towed and everything else, it's like, hey, man, leave me alone. And it's just not going to drive. So I'm like, okay, at this point, like a couple hours have passed. I got the guy to move the things. The guy's waiting to bring them back into those spots. And I'm like, I should probably just get this thing out of here right now. However, by any means necessary, because if I leave it here, bad things are happening. Yeah, it's just going to get worse. And so I'm like, okay, first of all, the usual me, I'm like, I'll troubleshoot my way out of this. I'm sitting in a freezing cold car and I got my phone and I'm like... I'm hacking the you Pentagon. You can MacGyver it? I'm hacking the Pentagon. Yeah. And I'm removing latches and I'm goofing. I'm resetting the I'm 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 moving. I'm I'm nothing is happening. You have one Linus screwdriver. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Not that one flathead. Yeah. Nothing is happening. And at this point, my dad who drove me, he's like, You're what are you doing? You're out of your mind over here. And I'm like, listen, I know I'm out of my mind. And it's actually not the first, nor will it be the last time that my dad and myself get into some type of mission where we're out of our minds. Uh-huh. Mostly me. And he's just along for the ride yeah. to remind me that I'm out of my mind. Uh-huh. And actually, we were having recollections in this moment, good memories of crazy things we had done in the past, weird missions mm-hmm. and things like that, even though we're older now. Mm-hmm. And so anyways, some point he's like, all right, listen, I got the tow truck coming. Tow truck's going to go in there, yank that car out. We're going to get it to the dealer, Mm. and then we'll figure it out after from Mm. there. And you're probably going to have to call up insurance now because who even knows the extent of what's going on over here? But this was also really late in the night. Very late in the night, man. So you're going to drop it off at the dealer? You're damn right. You're damn right, dude. (laughs) Just right in front of the doorstep? Pretty much. And so this is like news for anybody who finds themselves in these bizarre circumstances, which you're trying to do to get out of it. So anyway, put a pile on there and we'll go 
we got to go wait. So we're like, okay, you know, let's head over to the McDonald's or something and wait because it's going to be an hour before this tow truck arrives. Sure enough, we meet him back there on the hour. We get a call in the meantime. Oh, that type of vehicle? We're going to need a flatbed. Oh. It's going to take longer. Oh, okay, no problem. Well, what does it matter at this point? We're on this escapade. We're It's Indiana Jones out yeah. over here. In too deep. And so we get back to the uh, the location where the vehicle is, and sure enough, a separate tow truck driver has blocked it in again, has oh. put other vehicles in there in the frigid cold. And I swear, man, it hurt me inside uh. to approach him. He was just pulling away. And having dropped it, when I had to approach him and say, my guy, I am so sorry about this, but that truck you just blocked in, I got a, I got a flatbed right there. It's getting loaded right now. Mm-hmm. And he goes like this, and then the pain was so real. Because, again, and he's like, all right, all right. And this is so crowded mm-hmm. in here, in this impound. It's so crowded over here. He's got nowhere to put it. So he boogies out the way. Flatbed goes in. Let me tell you something. The way these guys are driving these things, like the aggressiveness and intensity level in these situations. Mm, mm. Shout out to everybody involved. You know, it's actually nice people, mm. but it's just everything's in a rush and, and they're trying to get as many jobs as they can. Get it on the flatbed. Get it to the dealer. Call the insurance. It's 1.30 a.m. by the time it gets there. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, just plop it on the ground. Uh, they'll probably search up the VIN. Why is it stolen? What are you trying? What is this scam? Yeah. And But it's been retrieved by me at that point. Insurance company in the, in the morning. Insurance company's like, who's got key fobs? Who's driving it? Who's been doing what? And they're like, kind of accusing. I'm like, yeah. geez, guys. I mean, not to that extent. Then I go to the dealer, explain everything going on, explain that the insurance company now wants to send an adjuster to look at the things, even though the whole thing happened three weeks ago, but the cops couldn't even inspect it or process it because of the abundance of these things going on. And you know what I say to all that, Will? Let me tell you something. You, you got to take care of some of this stuff when it's small before it becomes big. Let me mm. tell you that right now. I'm in a plane. I, I got the team with the kids in the hockey tournament. It started today. And you got a different, you got a certain type of referee style. And the referee keeps the order in the game. And what happens is if a referee lets things get out of hand, in other words, if he lets guys get away with too much, mm-hmm. guess what happens? Too much starts to escalate into more much, into very much. Mm. And the violence increases slowly but surely as people get away from with more and begin to aggravate each other yeah. more. And I'm telling you something. If we go along with this status quo, which is, oh, it's just 25, 30, 35, 50 cars a night that are stolen, people are going to start to try to do stuff themselves. Uh-huh. And if the punishment doesn't deter the actual thing from happening... People are going to try to take matters into their own hands, and it's going to be an ugly situation because the referee didn't blow the damn whistle in the first place. Uh. Order's a lot easier a little bit at a time Mm -hmm. before the problem has a chance to grow. It's like you got the water leak before you got the mold. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, desperate times, desperate measures. It's kind of like a snowball effect, you know? 
rolling down Let, the hill. Little things turn into big things, man. And then they turn into problems that become so much more catastrophic for everybody involved on all sides of it. Yeah. That doesn't need to get there, but you can't sort of spot it while it's going down. It seems small until it's obviously big. Yeah. So it's got me rethinking a lot of stuff, though. I'll tell uh-huh, you that. Uh huh. Got me rethinking a lot of stuff. <laughs> Anyway, we got a show here today. I, I just had a vent a little bit on a Friday. Sure, yeah. Just had a vent a I little bit you. on a Friday. That's the reason we weren't here at 7 a.m. Because I wasn't actually done this escapade until 2 a.m. Or something like that. And then Willie Doo's like, hey, are we still waking up at 6 a.m.? And I'm like, dude, I don't know if anybody wants to see that. And it doesn't mean I slept in because I still had the game to get to. I was yeah, still yeah, I yeah. was 8 a.m. It doesn't, <laughs> just, just, you know what I'm saying, Will. Yeah. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Well, we're still here. We're living. We're breathing. You know, what can you say about that? And we're here with all these beautiful people on uh, Lou Later. Yeah. We're, we're doing it live. And it is, it is greatly appreciated, even at an unusual time. The support is there. There's and a couple of people uh, waiting at 3 a.m. right now. You know, we love to be a part of it. We love to be a part of it. Truly an honor. This is your top story over here. Starting today... Did you oh, read about damn, it? I didn't see this at all, dude. I didn't see this at all. This is from Elon Musk. All it is is a tweet, but it has huge implications. Starting today, Twitter will share ad revenue with creators for ads that appear in their reply threads. To be eligible, the account be- must be a subscriber to Twitter. <laughs> okay, this is good. This is uh, the main attractiveness of youtube and it's what made youtube youtube in the early days where other social media was kind of limping and kind of unsure of its uh approach to monetization youtube came along they're like ah partner program yeah let's share our uh monetization let's go ahead and figure out a revenue split to encourage people to commit to the platform and make businesses around it and actually get better at it Mm. Other social media, it was like people were busy poking each other and were uncertain of how to turn things into businesses. Now, granted, people did. Good business people found ways to turn audiences into revenue through other means. But at scale and across the board, that was YouTube. That was mm. early to that game and you know, truly legitimized the idea of being a social media content creator. Mm-hmm. That was early days. I honestly sometimes wonder... Of what and how my future would have transpired, my future in the past, Mm -hmm. had that program not existed as at least some sort of indication of of having a real job with an actual reward in it Mm. that was relatively static or predictable. I mean, it was miniature in the beginning, Mm -hmm. but it gave you a sense of the fact that, oh, there's some meaning to what you're doing. There's some value to it. And Elon, when he first took over Twitter, uh, started talking about what should we do. And I know he became interested in creators, and he was actually chatting back and forth. Mr. Beast is like, maybe I should be the CEO. Uh, What would it take? How do you rank these social media? He was very inquisitive about that. And, of course, things get compared to YouTube. Everyone spends time on YouTube, Mm -hmm. don't they? And this must be the effect of some of those uh, inquiries which is to discover that, hey, this could have a drastic impact on the quality of content that shows up over here. And I believe it would, shared revenue. But it has to be significant because TikTok said the same thing and then people are posting, they got 100 million views for 50 cents or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not really what we're talking about. They're not really creating a business based on that. Now, who's to blame? 
you know, you got to make the ad sales in the end. And my understanding is the ad sales really softened up, not just for Twitter, but even for the likes of Google, mm-hmm. where individuals like us on YouTube, we have to we have to move and cruise to try to find ways to figure out our business path. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because of the fluctuation on the YouTube ad side and just all the larger global factors that kind of weigh into it. But just even indicating that it's important to you and suggesting that it's part of your long-term plan is big news for the creator ecosystem. Mm -hmm. That, ah, now there's this other avenue, this other place to post where I can get a piece of the ad revenue. I don't think it will be at the scale of YouTube immediately, but it at least goes towards that direction. Now, the weird, I would say it's a bit of a weird one. You need to be a subscriber to Twitter Blue, so you got to be paying Twitter to potentially share in the ads shown on Twitter. Mm. Now, I know at first that sounds a little nefarious where you're like, are most creators even going to generate enough revenue to offset their Blue subscription of $84 per year or $8 per month or $11 on iOS? Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Meanwhile, Twitter's reportedly charging businesses 1000 per month to have a gold check mark. So it's going to be squirrely, no doubt. Uh, some people are maybe going to be able to pull it off. And I know what Elon's going to say if he gets pressed on it. Mm. Elon's going to say, well, we want it to be only on properly verified accounts. We can't have people sharing in the revenue that are posting all kinds of garbage. Mm. And so how do we do that? We do it through our validation process. And our validation process just happens to cost you money. It's called Twitter Blue. Mm. And anyone can take part. So how it gets implemented, the details don't look to be there yet. But for me in 2023, this is a must if you want to have a competitive uh, content marketplace that's attractive to creators. If you want to be you, if you want to be in the same territory as YouTube and Twitch and Instagram, and I guess I can add TikTok to a lesser extent, but there are people people are making some pennies and they're selling their own sponsorships and things. Then you have to have some avenue or some angle for this. Mm-hmm. I think the idea of like posting and then getting revenue, I think it adds a lot of engagement on Twitter. There's a lot of people that just want to, you know, post and dialogue and you know, they get money from it. Kind of makes sense, right? Uh, well, Twitter. well, I think that the main thing here is going to be how it's interpreted by the end user. And if all of a sudden the end user is seeing 14 ads in their, in the replies mm. instead of actually seeing the dialogue, mm-hmm. it's all about ratio and elegance and figuring out a way to not hit people in the funny bone. You know what I'm saying? The funny bone. I, I really mean like the nasty bone, like whatever it is that gives you that irritation, that fatigue where you're like, no thanks, and yeah. check out completely. So they're going to have to be gentle with it. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to be careful with it. And really what I think is forget about the replies. They should just be like YouTube. They should try to think about some pre-roll, and they should try to encourage video to be posted there. Mm. That's what I, that's the hot stuff. Now, I know it's kind of annoying. Like I don't want every site to be a video site, but... I don't know how you're going to like velocity around a tweet and then you got guys advertising on inflammatory tweets like what political figure is. I don't know. It gets kind of yeah. monetizing a tweet seems, I don't know, slightly weirder at the moment, but I'm sure they'll figure out a sophisticated way. It's maybe maybe it's because we haven't seen it before. Yeah, this is actually breaking news. Oh, one minute ago. Yeah. Look this, what happens when we go, was, we, we go yeah. at 7 p.m. Maybe that's why we plan it at 7 p.m. Uh-huh. Yeah.
This was posted on the BBC one minute ago. Musk found not guilty of fraud over Tesla tweet. Which tweet are we talking about? 420 secured back then? August 20, uh, 2018. The proposed buyout never materialized. Yeah, Musk faced a class action lawsuit filed on behalf of Tesla shareholders. Man, that's brutal. When you get the lawsuit from your own shareholders. Mm. Argued that he misled them with the tweet August 2018. Probably because they made some moves based on it. Mm -hmm. He had said, we're going private, funding secured. Uh, maybe those weren't the exact terms. But he implied that the company would go private. The proposed $72 billion buyout never materialized. The U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission sued Mr. Musk over his tweet, accusing him of lying to investors. He and Tesla settled for $20 million each, which sounds like an enormous amount of money, but to him, slap on the wrist or what? Mr. Musk, who also leads SpaceX and Twitter, had argued that he thought he had a verbal commitment from Saudi Arabia's sovereign wealth fund for the deal. So he just said, hey, I thought I, w I made a tweet based on what I thought. You made your moves. And too bad, so sad. And I don't know what these people actually lost in the deal. I, I presume they may have made some arrangements, some sales or contracts based on, you know, how the traders be, Will. Mm. And then in the end, they're like, hey, man, what the hell? I lost money and I want to chat with you about it. And I got enough people to turn it into a lawsuit over here. However... I guess he was able to effectively make his case that he was in belief that it was a possibility based on the information he had, and he just so happened to put on Twitter. But it comes to a bigger question around the way these powerful figures interact uh -huh. on social media and what constitutes fraud or what constitutes mm, misdirection or like whatever rules we want to have around it. In this case, the quote from Musk's attorney says, just because it's a bad tweet doesn't make it fraud. And that's where the slippery part gets. What is the difference between a bad tweet and potentially fraud? Or what is the difference between inciting violence or, you know, like whatever, whatever and whoever got kicked off mm -hmm. and the amount of damage associated with whatever the tweet happened to be and whatever it was that it called for, they're still having difficulty with it, mm -hmm. figuring out those parameters. Everyone seems to agree on the doxing one. They're like, man, don't dox anybody. Everyone seems to agree on that uh -huh. one. But uh -huh. then every single other one seems to be up for conversation. I, I just got a request to do some gambling, online gambling stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm like, wait a sec, is that, that's one of those weird ones. Like, you know, you can't, can you, you even like if you can't trust it? Like even if they're like, here's your login, go play for a bit, see how it goes. And all of a sudden, you're winning all this money, uh -huh, uh -huh. and you're like, wait, did they get like give me a fancy login? And I'm not naming any names or anything, but you see this stuff going on on social media, sure. and you just get curious about the mechanics of it. You can't really help it, but it's just it's a it's kind of the wild west in some places. Yeah, especially two words: funding secured. That, those are the key words. That, that was it. Did you or did you not have the funding? Well, I thought I had the funding. Okay. Yeah. Oh, here we have a pretty cool tweet of an actual IRL Tesla Cybertruck. I could use one of these in this weather, although now I'm curious about this range situation. Mm. Uh, we, you and I talked about how those sort of the sort of wheel tire package, not as aggressive as the warthog thing that we had seen originally, but you knew that they might not be able to deliver that. 
range requirements and blah, 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 driving a side real car mirrors. in the real street. <laughs> yeah. The side mirrors are the ones that really bug you. Um, yeah. Yeah. They don't look futuristic at all. No. And I guess it's just, we're not quite ready for the video version of them. Uh-huh. So we still got side mirrors. We've got the wiper. However, I don't think I care anymore. Like, this yeah. thing looks so cool, and I'm sure it's going to be so fun and different. Mm. I just wanted to arrive already, Will. Yeah. I'm just down for it. I, I understand that the concept has been trimmed ever so slightly. Like, they had to go in there and make a real car out of it to sell at scale because they're Tesla. They're Tesla. Mm-hmm. I did a story. You probably didn't put it in because I was just reading some news prior to coming here. Mm-hmm. But about their profit margins and just how much more successful they are. Yeah. Oh, did you put it here? Yeah. Damn, you're quick, dude. Anyway, we'll get there in a moment. But they have just needed a truck for so long. Any truck, anything you can load a bunch of gear in that's a Tesla that also drives itself, that can also charge on a supercharger network, mm-hmm. that basically behaves like a Tesla will, but instead it's a truck. You understand that? And I actually, at this point, don't even care what it looks like. It could look like a box on wheels. It could look like a cardboard box. It could be beige. Mm-hmm. Just be like, that's the Tesla truck. That's the one. And all of a sudden, people are going to buy it at this point because people just want a Tesla truck, don't they? And yeah. Tesla still happens to be the king for range in many cases. And I uh-huh. hope that they can execute with the truck in a similar fashion. And no, I wouldn't buy a cardboard box, but this is sure. within the realm of what I would buy. And it is the one kind of argument against some of the other trucks that are out there or other electric vehicles from other makers in general is can you hit the same range as what Tesla is doing? Got it. You know? And if they put one of those fat heat pipes in here, Mm. heat whatever it is like from their video, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Just capturing any available energy and transferring it into efficiently warming things in the cold like i'm just listen i'm an excited i'm an excited and excitable guy and i'll take a cyber truck yeah and i I wish it looked like the concept but we're gonna live with it Mm -hmm. so here is tesla's unrivaled profit margins that i was just talking about and here's the best part it's charted so it's put into a cool infograph which always gets me going well I don't, there's few things that get me going quite like an infograph at the right moment, of course. Yeah. If I get hit with an infograph at a, on a relaxing evening at around 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That floats your boat. Yeah, over here on the Eastern Seaboard. Uh-huh. When that happens, I go straight to outer space. I just <laughs> yeah, tower. Yeah, my mind leaves my body and it levitates. I'm just floating. I have an out-of-body experience. When I see the right infograph at the right time. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what this one is here. And we're talking about profit margins. And believe it or not, it, it's, it's, it might not be as much as you think on automobiles. Because you see that sticker price and you just think, damn, they must be making a boatload. But no, these things do cost money to actually make. And when I read this headline, it was reminiscent to me of Apple. I thought of Apple without profit margin. The reason they've been so dominant, because they keep making so much damn money. And I mean making. I'm not talking revenue, Will. I'm talking profit, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Tesla's recent price cuts are an attempt to defend its market share from competitors, many of which are struggling with EV profitability, even just profitability, which took Tesla how long? So we are now talking about net profit per vehicle Q3 2022, and Tesla is bringing in, on average, 
$9,574 per EV mm-hmm. sold. And again, it's an average. If somebody goes buys the Plaid model, it's going to be a bigger margin, obviously. But you're mm-hmm. going to average it out. And the popular models are mostly going to dictate the the actual amount. You look at GM over there, $2,150. $2,150. Already a huge gap. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Ford down there in the bottom, minus 762. Lost leader for the moment. Let's get these EVs out there. Even if it costs us a few bucks. You can see some other brands. Toyota did okay. Volkswagen. And then some of the Chinese startups appear to be losing boatloads of cash per unit to be competitive. Wow. Chinese EV startups have suffered heavy losses in recent quarters. Both XPeng and Neo have pointed to ongoing supply chain issues and strict lockdowns. Mm. Well, there's not much you can do about that, Will. Like, that's a huge huge dent in your potential competitiveness 20k per car easy will oh that's brutal yeah you're not gonna be able to do that for very long are you but like let's even just go ahead and focus on somebody like ford because ford has done nice things in evs yeah and so you do the comparison and you see them on the street and you say to yourself they're doing all right but in the meantime they're also still seeking out profitability this is an investment in the future yeah, do you think it's uh, something to do with marketing and ads? I mean, there's a big budget on that front where Tesla doesn't have marketing in that respect, right? They don't, I would, they don't have I mean, commercials. Yeah, but it's also production efficiency. Like Tesla doesn't make that many models. They've been sure. doing it for a long time. So their yield is probably better. They probably run into fewer issues. Like their assembly line is more sophisticated and mm-hmm, simplified. Mm-hmm. A lot of these other automakers, will they had to go to old facilities and try to retrofit them and mm-hmm. change everything around to deal with batteries. And mm-hmm. there's going to be a learning curve there. Mm-hmm. And I, I would say that that's probably the main biggest factor on these profit margins at right. the moment. They will change over time. But in the meantime, Tesla's head start, make sure that their pockets stay lined, not with revenue, but with profits in order to help maintain their competitors. Maybe you will see more marketing from, I don't know if they have a policy on that, but uh, who knows how they're able to utilize those extra profits. That's a huge jump though. However, when we're talking about volume, you got to remember those other automakers are still selling things other than electric vehicles, and they're uh-huh. generating margin from that, which they sure. are then pumping into their electric vehicle uh, projects. Mm-hmm. Tesla doesn't have that. Everything has to come from the electric vehicles at the moment. Apple sales dropped 5% in the largest quarterly revenue decline since 2016. I remember the original speculation was that it was going to be the biggest drop since 2019, I think. But now it looks bigger than what was originally suspected by Wall Street. A 5% drop, which takes you all the, all the way back to 2016. Apple's overall sales for the holiday quarter were about 5% lower than last year's. The first year-over-year sales decline since 2019. CEO Tim Cook said three factors hurt the results. A strong dollar, production issues in China affecting the iPhone 14 Pro and Pro Max, and the overall macroeconomic environment that's what i keep saying i keep i keep saying macro this and that and the overall environment which i think plays a bigger role it gets kind of pushed in at the end piece because everyone loves the supply chain first because they're like out of our control out of our control and it Mm -hmm. also doesn't sound as doom and gloom it's really weird you say supply chain and a guy and a person goes man i feel so lucky to have gotten mine but you yeah. say macroeconomic environment, and then the guy picks up the keys, and he's like, should I have bought this? 
is this, was this a good idea? Like you, mm. right? You are more the macroeconomic at huh? this point. <laughs> yeah. Well, because the supply chain caught up uh-huh. for the most part. So you're the guy that goes and picks it up and you're talking to the dealers like, and the dealer's like, you know, you could sell that for a few more bucks. And you're like, could I? Mm. Should I? Am I being responsible here? When you start hearing macroeconomic environment, you get and you and you you combine that with layoffs. Uh oh. Exactly. Now you're rolling and spinning. Now you're looking for the cool side of your pillow and you can't find it. Mm. They're both hot. Mm-hmm. That's you. Yeah, my head's on fire. Now you got one side of the pillow for your new Tesla and the other side of your pillow for the new Bronco, and they're yeah. both hot. Yeah. <laughs> what do I do? Anyway, yeah, so I think that actually plays a bigger role. But nonetheless, it doesn't really matter. They, they, they went down and they don't normally go down, right? They missed their expectations for revenue, profit, and sales for many of their lines of business on Thursday. Sent the stock lower and the total number is 5%. 5% doesn't seem like a lot, but once that confidence starts to head the other direction, it's hard to predict how mm. far and how deep it actually goes. Uh, the, the consumer and the consumer psyche is very weird. And I'd actually be curious to know from our audience, are you guys holding back? Are you feeling these macroeconomic pressures? Do you feel like you want to kind of hang on to your money like Jeff Bezos says? Or do you feel in the spending mood? Do you feel like a upgrade to your smartphone or your car? Or can we confirm these macroeconomic happenings? Hmm. We can use you guys as a poll, so let us know in the chat and in the comments. Uh, Google is going to be unveiling its own ChatGPT clone, which is not going to be the only Mm. ChatGPT. Like, it is, this stuff is absolute rocket fuel at the moment. And this is one area where I feel like people might be willing to splurge. Mm -hmm. You were trying to throw money at ChatGPT for the last week. You've been like, oh, they got a subscription plan, and I just see you whipping money. You're just going, I don't think it's how it works. You're like the meme over there. Yeah. And I still like using it. It's very interesting. But you're still on the free version right now because mm-hmm, yeah. it's experimental in U.S. only to have any form of premium treatment. Yeah, I can't get the premium. You're not a premium guy at the moment. I'm sure you will be soon. You'll have a nice big check mark. It's uh-huh. like Twitter. Verified. Like, yeah, chat GPT verified user with the faster response times and all that stuff. Oh, boy. But anyway, don't you think for a second that the Googles and the Amazons and the Apples and the Microsofts, well, Microsoft went straight to chat GPT. <laughs> yeah. and, and even the Chinese companies, which we'll get to in a moment, they're all looking at it going, my God, this is the fastest growing thing ever. Mm-hmm. Period. That's it. Like, it's the fastest growing thing ever. We got to get involved. And Google and YouTube, no difference. Google's going to fire up its own photocopier. That's the terminology Ars Technica is using. And stick OpenAI's ChatGPT. Uh, the 40-minute event, of course, will be live on YouTube. Oh, they're actually going to have an event for this. Mm. Whoa. Hosting an event described as an emergency event. The event will revolve around using the power of AI to reimagine how people search for, explore, and interact with information. Oh, my God. Emergency code red event. They're like, Google search, Google search. We're in trouble. Uh, we do AI, too. We like AI, too. Yeah. We do AI, too. We like AI, too. That's the chant when, they start, when the event starts. If they were being honest, mm. Google presents interesting. 
I mean, listen. They want to make it very official. They're extremely talented, man, and I I wouldn't bet against them. I'll just put that out there, right? I'm not going to be the guy to bet against them. Will, how quickly can they catch up? I have no idea. How much of a photocopier can they run? I have no idea. Outside the scope, beyond the pay scale, Will. Well, the precedence is there. Um, one result of Google's productization efforts is called Apprentice Bard, a chatbot that uses Lambda technology, enabling people to ask questions and receive detailed answers similar to ChatGPT. The report laid out a ton of possible directions Google is experimenting with, like an alternate search page that could use a question and answer format, prompts for potential questions placed directly under the main search bar on the Google homepage, and results page that shows a gray bubble directly under the search bar, offering more human-like responses than typical search results. Mm. More conversational more like as if a human was there. And if you mm-hmm. look at the stuff they have with Assistant, you've got to believe they're poised to do something like this. Mm-hmm. Assistant has continued to get more and more conversational. Mm-hmm. And so why is search the way it is? Why is it still like I'm looking through a phone book? Mm-hmm. Maybe it should be. And, and maybe it's a thing they can port over rapidly. Or maybe it's not. Maybe it's tremendously complex. And they're going to tell us how they're working on it and what they can do. And they're going to have a bunch of fancy demos, but it's actually going to take years Mm-hmm. in the making or they can just walk over across the street to chat gpt and say and knock on the door and look at the engineers and say how much do you want uh, what do you want give me your best price they're italian that's right <laughs> they go straight to the negotiation table them and microsoft and whoever yeah. what do you want i love to imagine billion dollar negotiations but as if they're happening on the street corner mm. i love to imagine that send that guy in yeah that one guy the mechanics are all the same never mind the amount uh-huh yeah. you listen to me chinese company is also gearing up to release its own powerful chat gpt competitor Chatbots are absolutely so hot right now. I don't know who was it, Baidu? It was Baidu, right? Mm-hmm. And so this is one of the many giants of technology in China. You, um, China's getting its own equivalent to OpenAI's blockbuster AI chatbot. You know they got to do their own because you probably can't use the other one over there. Rules, 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 rules. Um, Baidu... Baidu's shares are rising following Bloomberg's report late Sunday evening. There's plenty of appetite among investors for a Chinese ChatGPT alternative. You got to do it quick, too. You just go right away. You get right to it. Yeah. Don't let any time pass because the market is so hot right now that people are desperately searching to create their new habits. Mm-hmm. What are the new things that I'm going to interact with in this day? Who will my chatbot be? And you have to get inside that habitual space where people just get used to popping it open so they got to get there now it's a frenzy is the terminology being used tech companies like google are desperately trying to catch up to open ai um, baidu has already invested billions in ai its existing machine learning model created ernie <laughs> called ernie sorry mm-hmm. will provide the foundation for the upcoming tool ernie yeah uh, well, i can <laughs> when i hear ernie i can only think about sesame street that's it Bert and Ernie. Ernie yes. and Bert. Very what? specific names. What, what are they? They're just they're just dudes? Well, I mean, they're puppets, but they're they get, one guy's got the one guy's got a whole lot of eyebrow and the other guy's got none. You ever yeah, notice that? They're kind that? of like opposites. That guy's got 
tons of eyebrow available. The other guy gets none. One guy got the tall head. The other guy got the short head. The, wa- the wide hair. head. Yeah. The hairstyles are similar, but when uh, the one guy gets angry, it's so obvious because he got the one eyebrow going on. So Bert is the long-headed guy. You sure about that? Well, yeah. All but, right. Yeah. Man, what a, it's crazy. That's the type of thing we were into uh, at a certain age group. Mm. That's what they gave us to deal with. Never know, before TikTok. Yeah. Uh, just like ChatGPT, Baidu still a name. Chatbot will likely provide assistance with more professional tasks, according to Reuters, integrating generated text into search results. It'll be interesting to watch what shape the chatbot will end up taking, given China's walled off and heavily enforced internet landscape. Highly unlikely it'll be trained on the same data as OpenAI's ChatGPT was trained on. Yeah, they can't get their own data set, crawl their own thing, and they're going to... What's weird is... When you're trying to like censor or you're trying to mm, control be interesting. You're, these enormous data sets. Yeah. And it's like, how did that sneak in there? Yeah. That's not supposed to be somebody track it down. Oh boy. Find it. Get it out of the database. Razor put out a $280 mouse and it's a magnesium alloy. So it's supposed to be extremely lightweight. Mm-hmm. This is what it's about right now in 2023. It's about extremely lightweight mice. And I know you're into the... Oh, go ahead. I didn't know you were this... Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. You showed your cards Um, there. I don't know. Maybe because uh, I've been using heavy mouses all my life and trying like a light mouse, I've never gotten used to it. I've tried the Razer Viper. That one's really light. Um, Used it for about two months. Uh, still can't get used to it. I don't know why. It's just, it's way too light. It's like I'm flinging the thing across the room. It's like a paper airplane. Yeah. No, and I know what you're saying, but you got to understand, these competitive types, it's all day, every day. Yeah, maybe it's something I'm not getting. Um, It's all day, every day. No judgment, though. And it's the fatigue setting in, you know? Sure. Yeah, I can understand that. So they're trying to get those micro movements going, but I also hear you. I hear you. You like the heft. I'm a hefty, I'm a hefty. Yeah, and a hefty fella. It's in other areas in my life as well where I gravitate. Yeah. The latest thing, in, I play hockey, the latest thing in stick technology is like stupid lightweight sticks. And sometimes yeah. I honestly feel this is, okay, this is too light. <laughs> this is too much. Where, no, my, I feel like the, my feel is actually disturbed a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just don't have the same precision or confidence as I would. With a little bit more weight, but I'm sure everybody's tuning it up. I know we've seen these uh, mice where you can configure the amount of weight that you want. You yeah. Can take weights, insert weights, or take weights out and kind of land on the perfect one. But this one goes beyond that. I mean, yes, it's light. It's not the lightest mouse in the market. Viper Mini SE. It's 1.73 ounces, and it's $280 because it has a fancy packaging and like a limited edition type of situation it's got an exoskeleton which looks futuristic a honeycomb kind of pattern i i suppose your hand doesn't get as hot Uh a little bit of airflow is going on there um the viper mini se has holes that are so big it looks like you could poke your finger through them well yeah you could they are absolutely enormous holes in there um yeah I mean, it it does get gunky in there, right? Mm-hmm. With like dust and stuff, and you have to clean it regularly. Talking about hygiene in there. 
Maybe. Can you just take the huh? compressed air and just blast yeah, around it? I'm there? sure you can. I would assume so. I don't know. But I think a lot of people are just upset because they're like $280 for a mouse get away from me. Uh-huh. Like some people is just a non-starter. Yeah. Uh, you also have other lightweight mice from like Final Mouse and those guys and they don't quite cost as much. So I don't know. Do we have space for a super premium $280 mouse? Yeah, probably. People have crazy setups and they want, listen, they want the top end. The advantage. Well, not even, I don't even think there's going to be a gaming advantage here. I think it's more the feeling you get when you really like your setup. and Mm. Because, you know, truthfully, a lot of these other mice we can name, plenty of competitive gamers are using and being effective with and... And so on. So th- this one, it's more about the experience of the product. I like the fact that it doesn't have RGB. It's just blacked out. Yeah. It's yeah. not, it's kind of cool. Stealth-like and a little bit angry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, hey, man, I don't know. Maybe we'll check it out. Yeah. We can check it out. Yeah. I, I mean, it's definitely not going to enhance. I'm not getting any more kills. <laughs> definitely I'll tell not. you that. Man, my kids, <laughs> listen, let me tell you something. My kids are playing Overwatch, the older ones. <laughs> yeah. And these guys... They 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 can only like I notice they can have the most impact on the game if yeah. they're playing the healer. Oh yeah, the yeah the healer's the differentiator. Yeah, and I can't be a healer. Why not? It's just not even. Eh, eh. Huh? <sighs> listen, it's dude. actually pretty fun. I listen. Hmm? More power to everybody doing it, but. <laughs> I'm just saying that just not my cup of tea. Okay, yeah. You want to deal damage. I'm I a damage you. dealer. You understand? Okay. About time you recognize. Yeah. Man, shout out for all the super chats. I see everybody in the chat here, and I love it at 7.48 p.m. It really, truly you feel like a hangout over here. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Mo's up to. I told him we were going late. Did you speak to the man? Yeah, he said he'll be in and out. What does I that mean, in and out? Uh, in the chat. I don't see him, though. No, the man is not in and out. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The man is not in and out. Mo sleeping. Yeah, somebody best be talking to Mo because the guy's slacking over here. Ford announces a return to Formula One for 2026. Partners with Red Bull. Yeah, big news in the F1 circuit. Partners with Red. I don't know if you heard of Red Bull. Uh huh. In F1, we're stopping. They are smoking. They are the team to beat. Is that correct? Well, yeah, the team to beat. And who was doing, who was the, the previous partnership was Honda, right? Uh-huh. Honda, Red Bull. Now you got Ford in there. I like it. Mm-hmm. I think this is good. I think it's good all around, good partnership all around. Yeah, they had a really inspirational video. I don't know if I can play it, but. Uh, but you're going to play it anyway? There was a lot of tears. Mm-hmm. A lot of. Oh, lineage, some throwbacks. Some history. No, yeah. Nostalgia. Yeah. The, the grind. I hear you. Oh, tears, tears Will. Yeah, you can't yeah. give me the tears like that. The dad left. You can't give me the tears. He got to go to another race. Uh-huh. Will, yeah. don't hit me like that. Yeah. It's uh, very... Uh, wow. Good. The Ford bag working at Ford. Yeah, yeah. Whoo. You talk about heritage, Will? Uh-huh. Damn. Let's go win a race. Okay, now, you listen. I got to watch this thing. Yeah. Ford has confirmed it's going to return to Formula One in 2026, joining forces with world champions Red Bull. How do you even cut a deal like this? I love the business behind the scenes. The handshakes. Can I find out about this? Which show is following anybody right now? I need to see the back. I need to see the back rooms. 
not the ones you think I'm talking about. Mm. Um, apparently, Honda is like uh, really shifting towards EVs. Um, they don't have time to work with uh, Red Bull. That's where the rumors gotten right now. So Ford is kind of stepping up and helping out. Your rest in peace, Ken Block, though. Yeah. yeah. Did you see that stuff? Uh, I think I heard about it. I read about it. Yeah. That, I mean, just brutal. Mm-hmm. That's a legend when it comes to Ford and, mm-hmm. well, I mean, just driving, racing in general. Mm-hmm. I realize we never talked about it, but this, I used to, I used to grab the popcorn for the Jim Connor videos. Mm-hmm. Like, no problemo. Anyway, the deal will see Ford team up with Red Bull's recently formed engine company, Red Bull Powertrains, which is based at the F1 team's factory in Milton Keynes, uh, England. England? Who am I? It's because it's because I didn't like the word Keynes. I was like Milton Keynes or Milton Keynes. Okay. Yeah. And so then that brought me to England instead of England, <laughs> and everything got thrown off completely. Uh. Already working on a power unit to meet F1's new engine regulations for 2026. Like, imagine that. They're already working on 2026 Mm, stuff. mm. Getting ready for it. Mm -hmm. Ford's involvement has been labeled as a strategic partnership and will provide expertise in areas including battery cell and electric motor technology, as well as power unit control software and analytics. Red Bull decided to set up its own power unit facility in 2021 after current engine supplier Honda showed uncertainty about its long-term commitment to F1. It's funny that this team is at the top of the game, top of the heap, and Honda's, Honda's like, like nah. Honda's like, eh, we're busy, yeah, a little bit busy, and yeah. it's like, guys, we just we're crushed, we're everything. Anyway, it's very cool. Shout out Ford. Good luck with all that. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. That's all. This entire sci-fi magazine generated with AI is blowing our puny human minds. Our brains are melting. So it's good. Um, yeah, it's kind of cool. So it, does the the magazine is images and text. I mean, that's yeah. usually what magazines are. Both generated by AI. Let me ask you something. Huh? We have two images in front of us here, yeah. correct? Separated by a border. Yeah. Just immediately, which of the two are you enjoying more? I do like the robot elephant. Same, and it's not that's even cool, and it's not even close. I yeah. love Robot Elephant. What I like about Robot Elephant is the regular people standing around in winter jackets. Yeah, yeah. It, Fogginess as well. It's weird. It paints like a really weird, surreal future. Are they coexisting? Mm-hmm. The, I mean, obviously the elephant is questions. somewhat reminiscent of Star Wars type. Yeah, the AT-AT. at at But then it's got tusks and like seemingly organic materials mm-hmm. as well. And the people, and then the other one is is nondescript, but I just, I don't know, I feel like I killed that thing in a video game <laughs> seven times. Uh, that's the final boss of a video game. Don't you agree? Like, you've killed that guy before. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, whatever he's made of. So what happens here? Do we get to see a few pages of this, uh, yeah, of this thing? Yeah, um, so people can buy it. It's called Infinite Odyssey Magazine, issue number one. It's the digital version, and it's eight bucks. Look at that guy. That guy's kind of looking like a wolf and a crocodile at once. Uh huh. Which is hard to do. Got some sort of reptilian. Oh, or they, or is it lion? They call it the Leo Gator. Damn, that's cool looking. You could base a whole thing on that. Yeah. The Leo Gator. Wait, so I got to pay eight bucks to see it? 
Yeah, but there's other well, images here. What this is, is, uh, what are you doing to me? Well, this is more of an interview with ah, the creator. I see. Philip oh. Klein. So well, listen, man, I don't know. Okay, of wait. These float your boat? Oh, yeah. My boat is Which floating, one? dude. Okay, definitely not the one on the right. My favorite is by far the bottom left. The face there? Oh, my God. It right. looks big. It's not even close. I love that. That's yeah. that. Wait, Will, have you huh? changed your position on this thing? You have changed your position on this thing. What? No. Yeah, you have. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm yeah, not you have. this. Yeah, you have. But uh, I think it's interesting. You changed your position on this one. Yeah. You're sitting here enjoying AI-generated art. <laughs> I enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. Change your position. I think right it now. paints like a really interesting... Picture? Picture with like... Um, Talking about some... painted pictures? <laughs> mm, no paint No paint necessary, Will. Yeah. They're just using somebody else's paint. Will train the data set based on... I think paint. it helps with imagination. Mm, just brainstorming. It's all, you're the college student. Like, I mostly use for brainstorming. Yeah, inspiration, you know. Left, I take left, I take left, right, get away from me. I take <laughs> left. Left like by a million miles. Come on, you don't agree with me on this one? Yeah, this looks like a Rocky yeah. Horror Picture show or something. Left, <laughs> dude. Left, left, left all day. Yeah. That, so, I think that's it. But, uh, yeah, you can get it just online. Yeah, check it out. Eight bucks or four interest-free installments. I think there's an ad. <laughs> for orders over 50 bucks. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it is a weird purchase page, isn't it? Yeah. Like, there's a there's lot going on there. Easy returns. What am I going to return the digital? <laughs> I'd like to return my digital yeah. issue of my AI generated. Yeah. But it does look like a magazine in, like, just the pictures here. It has chapters. Yeah. Um, it talks about, like, there's paragraphs. You know, yeah, you can spread out the payments for the eight bucks over yeah, the next five years. Finance it, yeah, you know? so you can help fund the AI takeover. Yeah, thank you very much to everybody who joined here today. We definitely appreciate it. You already know that. Thank you to everybody who clicks that uh, notification bell, so you're actually here for the live show. Like that, you are here when it is live. Obviously, we appreciate everybody, even if you catch it after the fact or if you watch it via clips. Whatever's most convenient for you, that's what we aim to do. But obviously, there's a special spot for those that come here during the live broadcast, participate in the chat, talk to Mo whenever he's not sleeping, and show up even if it's 7 at night instead of 7 in the morning or noon or whatever it happens to be. The streak still lives. Consistency is king, and we won't be stopped. I think it might be like three weeks in a row, and we keep going. Let's go. Even if we got to work around it, and so do you guys. You help us stay true to it. So thanks again, and we'll see you very soon. Go watch some. If you're getting, if you're having withdrawal, go watch some clips or some old shows or something. Mm-hmm. Get your fix of uh, Willie Do. Just somebody cut together all of his mm-hmms and mm-hmm, uh-huh, hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you man, you've been you've been uh, at the mms and the hms for like hey. we've been doing this now for a bit and the a's. You got the mms, the hms, and the a's. Yeah, you've been crushing that for years. It's a good time. Like nobody has the strength, the strength on the mm that you do. No one ever brought the heat on the mm. 
Mm, like you can do it a lot. It can be it can be a question. It can be a statement. Yeah, like Very that. Ambiguous. It can be whatever you want it to be. That's what I like about it. <laughs> All right. Have a good weekend, guys. All right. See you later.